Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, gents. That's what I missed last week. Steve, that was it.
What? No, no, no. We had a great time without him. What are you talking about? You're right. You're right. We you didn't did, need but, that. He's, but he's here now, wow. Steve, and I'm know, trying to make good. I, I retract my greeting. <laughs> you can greet <laughs> us. We just, no, you, we appreciate the greeting, but no, you, we, didn't, we didn't miss that at all. We didn't it miss was it fine. at all. Oh, shh. I'm Dude, sorry. Shh, I'm sorry. Shh, I forgot. It was, oh, it's, it's nice we to were, have, it's but all we, fine. we're fine. We're all we're fine. fine. I'll just kick it off with. Meh. Okay. <laughs> you did go. you even listen to the show? Do you care about it? <laughs> I did listen to the we did, show. We did I okay, care. right? I was on pins and needles. What would you guys pick for our options for the list? <laughs> it turns out we can't be trusted. That no, is a horrible can't. mistake, That's, and I regret every second of it. We need that parental supervision. <laughs> I guess that implication is that I'm the parent of this podcast. Andy, our behaviors um, thus far should uh, indicate that. You don't need any further evidence. <laughs> you are the parent. <laughs> I guess I am the one who talks about budgets on a regular basis. (laughs) We need the coronavirus sanity check, please. My daughter has decided that I have to watch season three of Stranger Things because it's her favorite season. She loves it because there's a Russian guy that she just loves. And so we started watching that. We're not we're like five episodes. in, so We're about halfway through. And because I was like, after season two, I'm like, eh, I don't need to watch any more of this show. Andy, Andy, it kind of fell apart. Sweet Andy. No, and it's fine so far. I'm not really into it, but you know, it's okay. I, I, I think it's fine. I think they're doing an okay job. I'm curious to see where it goes. I think they're they've built an interesting world. At least I will give them that. You guys don't like my reaction so far. You know, one. I think we just need to note that a you hadn't watched. Stranger Things season three yet. And I think that's both Steve and I. Our initial reaction yes. was Andy. Well, that came up. That came I up. Know, a while, yeah, but I it know. still deserves to be shunned and ridiculed. <laughs> Again, Andy proves he's the dad of the podcast. Oh, these things for kids. I'll get around to it. I got budgets to work on. And second, that that's you right. get through season f- or episode five and you still haven't commented on how wonderful the production design is at le- bringing you back to the 80s. In the mall. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it looks it's like a mall. Fine. Oh, <laughs> it looks like a mall. <laughs> I've I've worked on projects where we made 80s looking malls. It's not that hard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and all the retired architects of the 80s say, Andrew Nelson. <laughs> I just can't believe that such an opportunity would come up for me to say the following. Weird flex, but Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I build 80s malls all the time. I got one in my backyard. You should have seen my 80s mall. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What have you been up to this week? Um, I We hit a milestone in this household. So today has been a bit of a technology challenge day. I've had several Zoom meetings and things were glitching out. So I went and checked and I saw that um, for the first time ever, Ever in the history of our relationship with Cox Cable, we or Internet, we hit our data limit. Wow. So, so we have used 1,027 gigabytes of data since March 26th. So my cycle ends April 25th. So I got two more days here. But to give you the trend, December 26th to January 25th, 790. I mean, we're still... 20% below, yeah. but you, it's yeah. the holidays, lots of streaming. Sure. January 26th, February 25th, 635. Yeah. February to March, 784. We're trending well below. All of a sudden, boom, I hit the ceiling. I'm in the red. Data used. I have to, they're probably throttling things, but I think this is the ripe opportunity to say, hey, Cox, 
I'm forced to stay at home. You're not going to charge me for going over my data because I have no choice. Yeah. Didn't they didn't they say that they weren't charging for that? I thought they may not charge me. They may not be charging. I'll I'll see on my next bill, but clearly things are being throttled and because I have work meetings, my daughter's got dance class and Zoom meetings and my other daughter's got college, you know, exams and yeah. tests and yeah. classes and all that. So I instituted because we do have the unlimited data plan on the little devices of if you're going to stream Netflix Turn off the Wi-Fi on your device and use your data. That is a weird turn of events right there. Yes, it is. But yeah, I was in a meeting at 3 o'clock and all of a sudden I couldn't understand anybody. So I'm hoping that we get through today just fine. But I've got two days, which means uh, I'll be watching lots of stuff on the small screen. The next couple of days, probably. Wow. But it was something that... And when you say the small screen, you mean the small yes. screen. You don't small mean screen. just the small screen. <laughs> yes, the teeny screen. And it's something that for you know years I'd looked at that and thought, oh, you know, now maybe we're streaming a little bit more. Still never even got close to that threshold. Yeah. And all of a sudden today, I'm like, whoo, that's a Crashed lot of streaming going on. the barn doors. Well, you know, when you get, yeah. you know, you, we, we do things in this household like, shamefully, I have to admit, we binge through... Too hot to handle on Netflix. Obviously, we found the hottest, horniest, commitment-phobic swipesters. It's trash. It's complete trash. It's wonderful trash. It's horrible. It's a horrible eight episodes of just, wow, yeah, that was a show. There's probably good reason why they've always made a door like that, why that's usually the way it is. But what if it wasn't? You know what I, you know what I watched? I watched Home. Uh, it's another Apple TV Plus show. You know me and my Apple TV Plus. Is that is that the sequel to House? <laughs> it is. It is not. No, that's <laughs> Avenue Five. No, this is um, Home, and oh, it is. Right. Uh, it's a show. It's a home show. It's Apple's answer to a home show, and of course, it is wildly pretentious. I mean, wildly extraordinarily pretentious. But uh, I'll tell you, some crazy cool. Uh, building projects that they have going on, uh, and it's beautifully produced. It is it is just gorgeous, um, and uh, so uh, it's is it worth checking out? Watch the trailer for sure. You should watch the trailer, and that maybe that'll be all you need. So you say it's it's ripe for cross promotion with Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Is that sort of the level of pretentious and disconnectedness we're dealing with? I would absolutely not want to be somebody to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Done. They do they do build an amazing like they show you the process of of like here's a here's a family in Sweden and the father's an engineer and the family is fantastic and they had a perfectly good house that he built from out of his hands and there's no nails and used in the house and it's this beautiful house but that house wasn't good enough so he had to build a greenhouse on top of it and now it's a nature house so you walk through the greenhouse and there's like this 10 foot like place around the entire house is a shell of a greenhouse where just trees are growing and it's it has extended their living season you know months and months into winter where they can have like grape fresh grapes tropical fruits and things that are growing outside the windows of their Swedish log cabin house and oh. uh it is it it's very cool and so pretentious uh so it's great okay. it's great <laughs> yeah yeah if you're into home shows oh, you, yeah. you can do worse Sounds like the first world problems type. It of show. is extraordinary first world. You want to go to? Let's go to <laughs> I, my my new house. Isn't quite enough. enough. <laughs> I need to build a greenhouse around my new house. 
I need to vacuum seal myself away from the elements. It's a very oh, wow. Apple thing to do. <laughs> Can I just do one coronavirus related story? And then I promise I won't talk about anything else. We can do trailers and we won't sure. do anything else. Yeah. Uh, so this whole thing about uh, Georgia wanting to move, wanting to reopen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. This is this is tricky because so much of the uh, entertainment uh, uh, sort of budgets and uh, uh, tax credits, they're all around shooting in Georgia. Uh, Walking Dead, one of the very big shows that is shot there. Uh, and... The, as the governor is racing to reopen everything, uh, people are saying this is this is too soon. Even theater owners are saying too soon. Yes, too soon. Uh, I I had the opportunity to do a couple of podcasts with some some folks who were saying that uh, you know with some experts in in the field talking about particularly business owners, and uh, I thought this was a great perspective that people want will return to the public when they feel like it's safe to go back to work. And and that's a that's a really important metric when employees go to their bosses and say, it's safe for me to get in my car and come to the office, uh, then they will feel okay going to movie theaters, going to the grocery stores. And it's going to take a long time to do that. And um, and and I think we're about to see that that collision with the entertainment business. I think you can open the doors wide open in words. And I just don't I don't think people are ready to show up. I mean, tell me when you yeah. guys are going to be ready to go sit in a movie theater. And you guys are, you know, alpha moviegoers. Well, I mean, you'd go now. I mean, I come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd go. It, I mean, if I was going and theoretically, I'd be hopefully the only yeah. one there. Right. So, yeah. Well, I'd be okay, totally okay with that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I may go. I missed it this weekend because Harkins opens up to allow you to buy their popcorn. On the weekend, several of the locations are open up, so they know that they can. You can have your popcorn, so you can enjoy the movies at home with their popcorn. And so, so, what do they sell it in? Just like big bags? Oh yeah, they, 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 you bring your bucket. They always have. No, no, they always yeah. have the big bags that you can buy for. I think it's like ten dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. sort of the party size. But they're basically, I guess, on Friday, Saturday, at least this past Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they were open at several of their locations. If you wanted to drive up curbside, buy your popcorn to take home for the weekend. So. Here's, here's a part of the business I do not understand at all. If you guys do, I would love to be educated. What is the what does it look like for a movie to be like, or for a an in, uh, theater or a chain to contract a movie? Do they do they pay up front or do they pay a position a portion of each ticket or what does that mean? What is that? How does that work? Like, are they on the hook for movies when the theater is closed? There is a fee that movie theaters. I mean, there's contracts that they have with studios, you know, to that were contracted to show X number of copies of this movie. And this is a thing that's been coming up with Disney lately, especially with some of their big tent poles. The fact that you have to play this movie, um, like Rise of Skywalker, I think was one. Um, it, it has to be on the biggest screen. It has to be on this many screens or this percentage of your screens. And it has to be the, on those for this long. And a lot of smaller movie houses have issues with that. Um, but anyway, that's not the question. Um, so there's that element to it. And then as far as the percentage of ticket sales, the, at least back in when I was in college working at a movie theater, there was a tier. And the first week of a uh, movie playing, the movie theater would only get like something like 20% of the sales, say. And then the studio would get 
or the the distributor would get the other 80%. And then of course they're sorting that out between them and and the studios and everyone else. And then the longer it plays, the more that percentage moves to a 50-50 split. Mm. And so it it eventually hits a point where the studios I think were probably at a point where they started realizing why have this playing in a in a theater or in a theater anymore when we can just pull it from the theaters and get it out on uh, different forms of distribution so we can make more money off yeah. it quicker. Um, that's, I mean, that's how the model used to be. And I'm, I'm assuming it's somewhat similar. I'm, su- I'm assuming, though, it's vastly more complex than yeah. it was, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, we should talk to Paul again. It's been a long time since we've had old Paul DeGarabedian on. He should come yeah. and explain that. Be, that need, a little, need a little lesson from Uncle Paul. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because it used to be that... You know, you could go online to buy your tickets and you could do it, you know, relatively in advance. And it seems like at least with Harkins here and Andy, it seems like sometimes it's like Tuesday and I'm like, I want to like film board. When can I get my ticket for this show that's coming out Friday? And it's like Tuesday. It's like Wednesday. And I'm like, you don't know what you're putting on your screens yet. And I assume that now digital has made that easier because there's no, you know, cans to ship. So it's like, well, it's sitting here. We know we're playing it. It's how many screens are we going to keep this one on? So I think there's some calculations and a lot more flexibility to look at even through Wednesday to say, are we going to keep this on all the screens that it's on? Are we going to reduce it? But it's just for me as a, you know, what, somebody that likes to buy their tickets in advance, it gets exceedingly frustrating to not know, you know, we experienced that with Guns Akimbo. Is this going to show up in theaters or not? We may not know till the day of. Yeah, they used to be pretty reliable as far as getting the new new uh, schedules put together. I think Tuesday yeah. usually was the, the, the deadline, getting it out by end of day Tuesday. But it does seem like sometimes they're pushing that a little bit. And certainly uh, nowadays it's getting more complex with, um, you know, so many things starting that much earlier now. You know, when, you know Thursday nights yeah. at 7 o'clock yeah. is the new premiere time for things. So well, that's wacky times. <laughs> the DGA has tapped Steven Soderbergh and some other directors to lead a committee on how directors should resume getting back to making movies when COVID-19 kind of uh, settles a little bit. They're working with scientists, unions, people in Hollywood, and everything. And I, I one, I think it's really funny that Soderbergh was tapped. I'm guessing purely because he directed Contagion. Yeah. I think people That's are like, he made a movie about this terrible. that seemed to be pretty smart. Let's get <laughs> oh my him goodness. on board. <laughs> Anyway, so he's leading this, and as it sounds, they're saying September is probably when we can start working on projects again. But I do have to say, when all of this was announced in, I think it was in Variety earlier this week or late last week, it was very funny because Variety posted this, and then Ryan Reynolds immediately tweeted, tweeted because, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he tweeted back to Variety saying, I played a medical student in the 1998 sitcom Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Let me know if you need my help. Who poured you a double mocha grumpy this morning? That Two Guys and a Girl. There's, there's. Do you guys watch that show? Oh yeah, we were diehard fans of that, nope. and then it yeah. sort of went off the rails. Then it went away, little, and now yeah. it is one of the shows that you have to question: Did that exist? 
Yeah. Was that a real show? <laughs> Did that, was that a thing? No, because he, Ryan Reynolds. I don't even, I don't oh, even remember, we remember that. that like that title, I was like, well, I haven't heard was, that show before. Because it was uh, Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place, and then they changed Two Guys the, and a Girl. Two Guys and a Girl, and then, because we were, we're huge fans because Ryan Reynolds did a hilarious Shatner impersonation yes. that he would yes. do on there that we were like, we love this guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that was worth it. Uh, it's one of those that's lost to the ages. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's not even, I mean, it wasn't even like, I mean, it was the late night. It was 98 yeah. Oh, yeah. when that came yeah. out. So, yeah. Late yeah. 90s were also kind of the lost years. They have been enveloped by Y2K, yeah. I guess, yes. or something. Because yeah. like nobody, t- <laughs> like who talks about the late 90s as a thing? Like if you were born in 1998, it's practically a leap <laughs> century. Leap yeah, century, decade, wow. Maybe just, just round it up to 2000. Or maybe. Uh, <laughs> round it up. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe 1898 would serve you better. Uh, did you guys watch this one? No. No. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? No. One? No. I didn't either, but I'm, I'm curious about it. My daughter... Is that released? Was it, is that oh, the one yeah. that was based on that the... That came out like last was Halloween. It, that was the one that was based on those kids' books from like the 90s, right? Yeah. Okay. Was, was it the late 90s? Because maybe that's why I never saw it. My daughter, I, I wanted to take her to it, and then she went and saw it with her friends. She's at that age. Oh. Um, and so I didn't get to see it, and I'm really curious about it because she's like, oh, it's so awesome. You got to see it, Dad. And so I'm still really curious about it, but I just saw that they're making a sequel, and so that uh, that kind of got me excited. And I I know that uh, Andre Overdahl and uh, um, Guillermo del Toro was, I think, uh, producing it. So I'm, I don't know. I'm curious about the first one and I'm definitely um, curious about this, uh, this remake now or this uh, sequel now. It looks super creepy. Andy, I don't know anything about that. But what I do know is that you had pledged to us that you would run a little sociological entertainment experiment at your house related to your daughter. And I would very much like to hear a follow up. Did you get her addicted to Quibi? Okay, so follow up. Um, I forgot that this was a thing <laughs> until I looked in the notes and I saw, oh, I was supposed to do that. So I did talk to her about it. We did get the app on her phone. I have not set up an account yet, but I will work That's on okay. this so that, uh, so that I can start finding out if I, how quickly I can get her addicted to watching. That's Quibi. what we're shooting for. That's the whole yeah. thing. Who is the Quibi market? Will a 13 year old just get sucked right in and start watching it. Yeah, all because the time. I hear there's a great and adorable was it Anna Kendrick show <laughs> where she she and her yes. best friend a sex doll. Uh, I think it's perfect for your daughter. Just yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's going to be great. That's my concern. Yeah. That's my concern. Yeah. I got to watch for those parental controls on Quibi. I don't know if they have. Those Are you kidding? Built they in. can't. They spend all their money on talent. They can't afford parental yeah. controls. That's right. They want everybody to watch them. They don't care what age. <laughs> this they is, need uh, those this is turning into just put of... it just put it in front of your infant and just put it on loop. They won't care. It just counts That's as right. a view. That's all they care about. It's a click. I I think this is becoming our uh, a, a standard segment, the Quibi update, and I'm excited about that. I think we need a theme song. Let's do trailers. This looks like my kind of thing, right? Wait, wait. Does it have teenagers in it? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it totally does. I was like, okay. And then I, I watched the trailer and I was I was going along and I was like, okay, this this is an interesting thing. And then I read the plot description on IMDb and I thought, I didn't get this out of the trailer. Did I miss something? Am I just an old man that didn't 
pick up on the clues that this is a story of a transgender teenage girl on summer vacation in Los Angeles who's fighting to survive after she falls in with four queer feminist vampires who tried to rid the city streets of predatory men? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got I, I got quite a bit of that. Okay, because there's quite a bit I got of that. The, in the I got the don't turn men into vampires thing because they can't handle dealing, you know, being powerful. That's just like that's not even news anymore. That's axiomatic. Right. And then the fact that they were they were vampires and they wanted to maybe call themselves Bite Club, which I thought was, you know, a nice little chuckle. <laughs> or the bit girls. <laughs> the bit girls. That sounds like a STEM thing. It sounds, it sounds like a STEM thing. That's actually I think that's the first time I've heard STEM used derogatorily in a feminist yes. film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now would be the time for any questions. Were you guys like vampires? Yep. Do you guys kill people? Indiscriminately. Innocent people? It's like 80-20. It's from writer-director Brad Michael Elmore, who I'd never heard of, and he he's done two other films. One of them that I'm very curious to see is 2018's Boogeyman Pop, which is the story of a bat-wielding, like baseball bat-wielding, masked killer in a rusted-out black Cadillac, weaving in and out of three interlocking stories awash in sex, drugs, punk rock, black... Black Magic and Broken Homes with a solid 4.6 on IMDb based on 47 reviews. 47. Not even mine. People aren't seeing his. People aren't even seeing, And uh, Bit has 75 reviews total. So people apparently don't get out to see his stuff that often. But there was something about this one. I haven't seen a good vampire film in a while. Or it, it reminded me of like, let's reboot Lost Boys with Girls. Yeah. Yeah, I thought right? exactly that. And right. there's, yeah, some of that, yeah. there's definitely some of that. There's also, I mean, what was the the uh, the Wicca one that was super popular with um, the craft? The craft. Yeah, the craft. Yeah. It, had, yeah. it had some the craft kind of right. in it. And, you know, sassy vampire girls and you know, I'm going to be right. 18 for life as, if that's a bad thing. Uh, at that point and you know it 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 had all of those pieces uh i wasn't surprised you picked it i'm also not surprised it hasn't cleared 6 point or 6 points on the imdb scale no. no so it it has a release date of april 4th so i think this is one of these that who knows where it's showing up or when on this but i would not be surprised to see this if it's not already available like on amazon or itunes or someplace already that it skipped theaters and went to uh, straight to digital but that is my my pick for this week bit andy all right my trailer i i, I went with one that uh it looks like it could be an okay biopic um <laughs> It, we'll it could see. be okay. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's funny. I watched the trailer and I'm like, eh, okay. And then I looked down into the YouTube, uh, the comments from YouTubers. And <laughs> somebody says something about how the, it's interesting that they chose to make him look just like the, the with the same age, age makeup that they did for Biff in Back to the Future 2. <laughs> And I was like, Man, they're not too far Ouch. off from that. <laughs> it is a biopic called Capone. 
And I picked it for a couple of reasons. One, uh, Tom Hardy's in it. And uh, I mean, he's always interesting. I always find him to be a really fascinating actor. And playing Al Capone, I'm like, you know, that could be really kind of fun to see what he does with the role. Plus, I mean, Linda Cardellini, Kyle McLaughlin, Kyle McLaughlin Matt Dillon, uh, you know, just it's some other interesting names that uh, that I have seen and enjoy. And so I'm like, okay, I I could really find myself enjoying this film. Who knows? And then I see it's directed by Josh Trank, written and directed by Josh Trank. I love Chronicle. I think that's a fantastic film. Eh, fantastic Four. Eh, you know what? Even Josh I, Trank I didn't issues. like Fantastic Four. Like, that's settled science. <laughs> you know, his, his review of his own movie that he posted on Letterboxd made that movie yeah. worth it. Just the fact that he was willing to rewatch his movie and give it his own thoughts, uh, like serious thoughts. I'm like, you know what? I like that about this guy. And uh, I respect that. Is Capone going to be another fantastic four or could it lean toward what he pulled off with Chronicle? I just don't know, but I love Capone. I love the idea of this character. I love the idea of this this story about Al Capone after he's released from his 11-year sentence in uh, in the pen. And now he has syphilis, he has dementia, and he's kind of losing track of who he is. And it's a lot of like him kind of flashing back and kind of reliving what his past was like, all the violence and everything. I'm like, you know, there's something interesting in that. I think it could be kind of cool. And it's a story about Al Capone I haven't heard. So it definitely piqued my curiosity. You know what the difference is between Adolf Hitler and Al Capone? Hitler's dead. Capone lives like a king in Florida. He has full-blown dementia. I have reason to believe that could all be an elaborate act. What's this about? We have information that your client may have tucked away a very large sum of money. You can drop the act now. You got goons walking around. So, Pete, do you remember what we said about Tom Hardy last week? <laughs> do do tell. <laughs> what was our what was our list last week? It was like silent or quiet performances, yeah. and we said Tom Hardy just can't. From this trailer, it looks like he maybe does because he doesn't. He says very yeah. few words in this trailer. Yeah, and I thought, is this Tom Hardy's quiet movie? It might be. I don't know. You guys, you guys said that, and I'm like, Mad Max Fury Road. Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, that's fair, yeah. and I think you could even make a case yeah. that Dunkirk was kind of in that in that vein. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's because he was in a plane. He had no one to talk to except the other if that's radio what it operator. Takes. Look, I'm yes. just saying. I think you can you can pick. <laughs> like th this just to be it just screams of a very strange part of Capone's life that that yes. story had better be something else because I just I'm not I just don't know that the feds you know listening in to a geriatric like uh, you know post stroke victim uh, ex-con is that interesting like just let the guy live out his life so I obviously I don't know anything obviously I don't know anything about Capone's and later years uh, <laughs> Um, but but what stands out for me, I mean, for Tom Hardy, let's just in, in all seriousness, like name a terrible Tom Hardy movie. It's right. it's hard yeah. for me to do like a, even. You know, child 44, yeah. um, you know, 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, fine. Wasn't fine. <laughs> it, it turns out it was easier than I. Than I but, sadly, it was but, easier than I expected. But I can't but go any further horrible. than that. <laughs> but it wasn't horrible because of him, right? Thank Child you. Forty-four, and I think Thank that's you. the piece. You know, so I'm. This one, I'm intrigued because there's a couple things that first they said, well, he's hidden. I'm like, well, I know it's not in the vault because Geraldo's proved that to us. But it's the <laughs> idea of, is he faking it? Is he faking it? Yeah. And so there's that I, there that creates the potential for some dramatic irony in there of what the Fed's seeing is there's some other plot going on. And that's enough to, to lure me into this because, Pete, I was right there with you of like, is this what's really compelling about this story? And given that it's it's Tom Hardy doing something maybe a little bit different, and the fact that there is that potential dynamic to the story, I'm going to give this one a, a shot. I will, too. All yeah. right. So when can I do that, Andy, and how? I'll take that as a win. Very soon, as of now, I guess, they are considering it an internet release oh, May 12th. Okay. So potentially this could be another option for film board mm. if, it, if the cards okay. play right. So, yeah, coming up. Just uh, a few wee weeks away. Well, I've got one that is also uh, about a horrible thing happening in families' lives. This should be great. <laughs> That's a great setup. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, would you like to see Imogene Poots and Alex Wolf struggle with opioid uh, addiction uh, uh, with and with how? his mom Nev Campbell? <laughs> if I mean, if that doesn't just scream. You're old, gentlemen. Nev Campbell is the <laughs> drug-addled mom. She's the Ellen Burstyn oh, of this Requiem for a exactly, Dream. Exactly, Steve. That's exactly it. That is so true. Uh, That's what lured her in. It's like, hey, you want to be the Ellen Burstyn of this film? She's like, sign me up. I'm all aboard for that. Party of opioids. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, oh but anyway, here's the thing. Look, this is not a trailer I enjoyed watching uh, because it's a story that I don't enjoy watching. It looks like it's going to be a tough one uh, to watch. But I can tell you that I am a big fan of uh, the young and talented uh, Alex Wolf and Imogene Poots and... I, I'm a party of five uh, uh, crusher right there. I'm a, I'm a fiver. And uh, so, yeah, I I, um, I watched that show and uh, Nev Campbell was, mm, she was great. So I'm a big fan of all of the people. And this looks like a, a movie that uh, I think is going to tell a story. The trailer, I think, does gift us with some really powerful uh, images. I think the, the mask, the baby's mask, is an incredibly strong uh, message during that, that robbery. There's a lot of, of just stuff going on in here that uh, that I think is going to pose a lot of questions. I, uh, when I look at uh, writer-director uh, Joey Klein, uh, is also behind, uh, let's see, known for, we're still together, The Vow, The Other Half. Um, these are movies, What Keeps You Alive, uh, Through Black Spruce. I have not seen any of those movies. That's what those were. He was um, acted in those movies. Uh, the Other Half, Waterloo, Waiting for You. I don't know those movies. So I haven't seen anything, uh, which makes it all that much easier to check this one out. It's a 6.8 already on the IMDb. First, I was thinking it must be a sequel to Castle in the Sky. It's like, where's the next castle going to be? <laughs> castle in the lake. Um, castle in the it fire. Is, uh, it, it hit the festival circuit late last year, and it is scheduled for an internet release on May 15th. So it's another one that could very well be oh. a uh, film border if we were interested hmm. in that. But 106 uh, votes on IMDb, 6.8. Even Mom thought this one should jump over that particular rail. So...
you praying again this morning? Yeah. You praying for your mother to get better? You don't have to worry, baby. I'm gonna be fine. Anna, open up. What is going on? Where'd you get this? I got it from the doctor's office. We should call the police. You should be ashamed of yourself. Hi, I'm your neighbor. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Henry! Get me a patch. I don't think it's a good idea. Give me the patch now! It looks like it could be interesting. It could It could be the sort of uh, crime drug story that could have the right amount of drama, the right performances that carries it through. You know, I Alex Wolf never struck me as necessarily a, a guy to watch in something like this. But honestly, when I saw him, I'm like, gosh, he really fits into this really well, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I kind of liked seeing him kind of falling apart and, and just dealing with all of this. Um, and I, I don't know, Image and Poots, I always find pretty interesting. And I, I you know, I've always loved Nev Campbell too, and just. I wish that she, because didn't she kind of retire just to focus on her dancing for quite a long time? Isn't that what she was doing? I feel uh, I don't. I at least I don't that know. was my recollection. But but I I love seeing her and stuff, and I'm like, you know, I there's room for this side of Nev for me now, and I would love to see more of her coming back to the screen. So so I, I I'm interested in this one yeah i i agree i think the cast there's some potential here and it's well doesn't it say like in the blurbs like like the story about the the current opioid crisis we don't we haven't touched into that in contemporary you know terms lately so it's tackling something that's still going on it's fallen off the radar so i but i think that's unfortunate i mean that's still a crisis that needs to be handled and everyone's forgotten about it so i think this is a nice reminder of something that is still a, a struggle in, the, in this country right now yes i agree it's going to be a tough watch i i love stuff like this you know it's gonna it's gonna be a character piece it's gonna be challenging it's gonna be gritty uh not pleasant but one that yeah i'll i'll look forward to, to watching this one definitely film board potential you know speaking of alex wolf he's also in bad education which i believe we had as a trailer pick uh and that is i think has already dropped or at least dropped this weekend maybe drops this weekend on uh netflix with uh, hugh jackman and allison janney um hmm. i think it did yeah yeah was it it was a netflix or was that an hbo one that maybe was, it was HBO, hbo now right oh, maybe it was yeah, yeah. sure either way internet uh and, and you can yeah. see that it's getting great great reviews it's a seven three on um yeah, it looks, it looks really, really great. So, um, yeah. so there you go. That's that's mine. I'm excited about it. The end. Love, mom. All right, it's time to re-rank some movies on our flick chart. Uh, we rank every week, and this is just a way to shake it up a little bit. So we are going to uh, we're going to do that starting now. First up, Silver Linings Playbook or Certain Women. Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. What a movie that is. Day of the Dead or the girl with the dragon tattoo, Numi. Numi. I will say yeah. dragon tattoo. Uh, oh, Silver Lines play, Playbook held steady at 25. Forgot 25. to say that. And dragon tattoo held steady at 190. That's because yeah, it's I know so it's good. so good. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. <laughs> well, you say that like you're surprised. I'm pleased. I'm surprised. Ashamed. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Oh, okay. Okay. That's better. Field of Dreams or Videodrome? 
<laughs> Video drone. Field of dreams. Are you really picking Videodrome? It's it's baseball, Ray. I swear. I have to say that every time this comes up now, because I feel like you forget how great that movie right. is. You know what? I'm gonna give it to you just because I have I'm so <laughs> hopeful that Under the Cherry Moon is gonna come around. Oh no. All right, Steve. Have you no, <laughs> you haven't seen Videodrome? Because no, that's in your Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yes, yeah, exactly. I know. All right. Well, Field of Dreams had a little bump from 277 to 235. Yeah. Thank you. It's fine. Next, we have Thief or The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Huh. I, uh, I feel like I'd probably say Benjamin Button, but I'm actually leaning toward Thief this time. Sure. Steve, have you? No, do you have any say? I, no, on this? because I still haven't gotten around to seeing Thief because it was on Hulu for a while and then it disappeared. So I got that. Feels like a Michael Mann movie that you would have seen. I'm honestly yeah. surprised. Yeah, I, and that's what you say every single time. <laughs> and it, it just <laughs> reminds really. me of like I know, I know. Even my brother was like, "How have you not seen this?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone." <laughs> That needs to come when movie theaters open again. Beef. They need to have that so we can go watch that playing down at the, um, whatchamacallit, at the... Draft House? Yes, Alamo Draft House. I'm blanking on theater chains now. Because they're all all out of business. That's right. There's no such thing anymore. I I love Benjamin Button, but I am going to say Thief. And so we're going to have to go with Matt on this one. One, two, three. Scissors. Benjamin Button takes it. And it held steady at 148. Look at Defensive that. play. My favorite year or Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I got to go yeah, Requiem. Requiem for a Dream. Steve, you have not seen My Favorite Year? No, I love My Favorite Year. I still haven't seen, oh, yeah. still haven't seen Requiem okay. for a Dream because... What? What? Yes, I know. Because I don't know. I, I have Aronofsky issues. Steve, even I... Like I feel Requiem like that is one you would not have issues with. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like to me, like a perfect uh, representation of what Aronofsky could do. Uh, yes, with I know because so many of the other movies. ones. And so I'm <sighs> like, do I just go through like, oh, it's going to be? Uh, I'm so disappointed in the end. So I, yeah, I just got to get over it. <laughs> well, Requiem held steady in spot 19 on our chart. Next up, the game More Fincher or We're No Angels, a wonderful little Christmas movie. I am a big lover of the game, so I got to go with that one. All right. Get no help from me on this one. I You haven't seen We're No Angels, nope. huh? I really enjoyed We're No Angels. I'm going to go with the game, even though I had significantly more problems oh. with the game this time. I know. Shut it. I'm significant. <laughs> Pete, that's what we're getting you for your 50th birthday. We're going to get you the game. Thank we're going to do that to not. you. We're going to get Sean Penn and Michael Douglas, and we're going to just uh, game you up. I'm going to climb straight to the roof and jump. <laughs> just get it out of the way. <laughs> right away. <laughs> Well, game held steady. Uh, next up, Viridiana or Alien? Oh, Alien for sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Next up, and Alien held steady in spot 21. Next up, from our recent John Le Carre series, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, or whew, from a film noir series a long time ago, Touch of Evil, Little Orson Welles. Ooh, I got to go Touch of Evil here. Touch of Evil. Yeah. Steve, oh, you have not seen one of these. You have not seen Spy Who Came In From The Cold. I haven't seen either. You haven't seen Touch of Evil? <gasps> it's on my list of shame. I know. <sighs> Your list of shame is so much bigger than I ever realized. <laughs> wow. 
Working on it. Oh, Touch of Evil held steady in spot 17 on our chart. Next up. Oh, man, these are tough today. Do the right thing or the French Connection. <gasps> oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. <sighs> well, I'm going to say French Connection, but not without strong regret. Yeah, self, Luke, he's looking at you. But at least he's looking over I, me. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to say French Connection <laughs> yeah. also, but... Oh, that is holy so tough. Cow. Yeah. Now, Two yeah. great yeah. films. Okay. Uh, French Connection yeah. held steady spot 72 on our chart. Next up, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or Casablanca. Oh. Jeez. <sighs> I, I'll say Casablanca, but seriously, flick chart. Yeah. Why are you being so mean yeah. to us today? <laughs> it's Casablanca, and that is that is kind of an that's, easy one for me. It's an easy, an easy. easy one? Wow. Well, there's really? like, uh, you know, one and two. Yeah. But I'm just saying Casablanca right. was, has been up there for so long. It's, it's Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. It's high on our chart. Yeah. It it stayed at spot fourteen, and I know, I know, um, Butch is pretty yeah, high. Yeah. Too. Butch is All also right. very high. It's probably in the twenties. All right, do we dare yeah. do one more, Andy? Yeah, uh, I guess we go. Uh, Autumn Sonata, also from our Ing- Ingrid Bergman series, or Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh, that's an easy one, Mr. Smith. Please, yes, Mr. Smith. And Steve, you have not seen Autumn Sonata not, yet. Have so you? we make that easy. Uh, well, Mr. Sp- Mr. Smith is really high, and yeah. it, it maintained its spot at number three on our chart. That's right. <laughs> it's a good thing it didn't come up against Under the Cherry Moon. <laughs> That's right. I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> uh, but if it was 2001, it would have been totally fine. Yes, exactly. Totally fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our re-ranks of the day. I don't think anything. No, um, I, I think it was just one movie that changed. Thief. No. What what movie did change? Oh, it was um, I can't remember. something. It had a little jump at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like three spots. Yeah. yeah. Nothing huge, yeah. but there was a jump in there. All right. Well, that's it for our re-ranking. We'll do more next week. What do we do now? Hold your breath. Hold my breath. What do you mean? The movie we're talking about on the show this week, we kicked off our Agnieszka Holland series with Europa Europa. And I was not here (laughs) last week. And so Pete and Steve... They decided, oh, you know what? He hides in a barrel. Let's make that an option. We had some other great options, Pilgrim's Progress Journeys, which I love those in in stories, and Survivor Stories. But no, everybody wanted to hear us talking about movies where people are hiding in barrels. So that is the list we're putting together It happens a lot in cartoons, I think. And so I think, you know, back here, it just felt like, yeah, I've seen that happen a lot in kids' shows and cartoons and things. So I thought, it's got to happen in movies all the the time. Turns out that's not accurate. All the time. Yeah. Oh, Oh, dear. Well, Steve, you get to kick it off. Yay. Uh, So So I... I am going to accept the challenge thrown down by listener Nick Langdon to not include the quintessential hide-in-a-barrel movie, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, right? So I said... I believe I believe technically you can give uh, that and Desolation of Smaug. Oh, and there Desolation of Smaug. Is it two? Two. Hide, hide yeah, because they hide under all the fish to get into the lake town. Oh, that's true. Yes. There's two. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they didn't put it in the third one. <laughs> <laughs> the secret hiding hiding in a barrel trilogy. There we go. Uh, 
All right. So uh, you're you're not going with Hobbit. No, so what no, did not. you dare? So what I dared to do is I dared to do what what you do when it's the 21st century. You do some outsourcing. You outsourced oh, your list you, again. Th- you did this again. I did huh? it again. I, it was it was it was volunteered to me, and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn away a helping hand. Thank you, Ray Delancey. I'm gonna start for paying your Fiverr to do my list every week. Because <laughs> I was like, I got nothing, and I'm like, well, it depends what you call a basket or a barrel or a wooden container or something spherical that people hide in. So I'm going to start with Muppet Treasure Island uh, because Gonzo and Rizzo are hiding in in an apple barrel when they discover that Long John Silver is a bad guy. It's been a long, long time. See, this is the challenge. If it's not like quintessential key plot points that I recall or it's been a long time, I'm like, I couldn't remember if they were in a barrel or not. Then you mention it, you go, oh, wait, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. Yeah, so I don't remember any of there's that. My, exactly. So thank you, Ray, from up at Treasure Island. All right. I have I have one that I, I feel definitely counts, and I'm very excited to use it, but I'm saving it for my number one because I feel like it's a perfect representation of this list. And if either of you steal it, I'm going to be very upset because I know I've probably seen this movie more than either of you have, if either of you have even seen it. So okay, I'm saving it for number one. All we'll right. see I, if I it gets I think I've already stolen it. Oh, great. All right. Well, for my first pick, I'm going with one that I think is, uh, (laughs) I think you can argue that it works. It's not just, it's not a person, it's not a person that hides in a barrel. It is an animal that hides in a barrel. Technically, it's not one animal, it's 12. (laughs) And it is because it is a barrel of monkeys. And it is in Toy Story. And were they really hiding? Were they hiding? That's where they all the toys hide when Andy comes in, and the monkeys hide in their barrel to get away from Andy. They're home. They go home. Why won't you go in your home? But they still have to hide. They still have to hide. I love the fact that I get to use this because I love Toy Story, and I just the fact that they included barrel monkeys and that they use the monkeys to to descend from one story to the other. Was one of the most perfect things. I just absolutely loved everything about the way they use the barrel of monkeys in this movie. So uh, that is uh, my first pick, and I'm thrilled with that it. That is a Toy really Story. solid, impressive pick. I give you full credit. <laughs> Hats off. We need more monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> it is a perfect pick, and it's a steal. It was going to be my number two. It's a hard steal oh. because my list is sparse and cheating. Cheating. <laughs> so uh, the first one that I will pick then is uh, it's one that I think breaks the rule because I don't think you can actually say that there's so much hiding in barrels insofar as I believe they're actually singing in barrels, uh, but they are in the barrel and they're covered, but it was 1931, and what goes on in barrels, you just, you don't know, but it stays in the barrels. It is, of course, the Marx Brothers in Monkey Business. More monkeys. More monkeys. I didn't even make that connection. Ah, I should have done all monkeys this week. (laughs) Because you needed another restriction on this list to make it challenging. (laughs) All right. All right, Steve, what's next for you? So I'm going to go with, you know, the habit that I have of picking something that you guys already talked about on the show. And this one was fairly recent. And maybe it's not so much hiding, but. You know, in Disney's Robin Hood, Sir Hiss falls into a barrel during the archery tournament and sort of is 
hiding there for the whole tournament. Unconscious in a barrel. It's fine. It's the same. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's not an empty barrel, isn't it? Full of liquor, yes, and he gets totally, yes. totally rip roaring drunk. Yes. yes, I believe. Yeah, we had fun so, with uh, are, some of those. So characters I'm wondering, are they going to that? Are they going to change that when it's on Disney Plus? Since you know, we didn't even talk about the Daryl Hannah furry, you know, <laughs> right. Heine issue to to cover over stuff. But drunk snakes are okay. Still, maybe we'll see. But I bet Daryl Hannah would love it if we start trending on Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag Daryl Hannah's uh, Harry Heine. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta add that to the show notes. <laughs> oh man, Ooh. we need more monkeys. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. For my next one, I am going with a. Um, it's not so much a. Uh, it's. It, I, I will say, I feel like it feels a little bit like Steve's pick where somebody falls into a barrel. <laughs> this is a really hard <laughs> list. I'm just going to say this. Um, I was tempted to start looking at other things, but uh, I tried sticking with barrels when I could. Um, in this next film, um, gosh, do I want to do this one? Mm, you know what? I'm going to switch. I'm going to oh. switch. Because this this is actually... Uh, it is a little more of a cheat, actually, I think. But it's because the author of the script chose when he wrote the um, the adaptation, the, the novel adaptation, to actually change uh, the way that the story ends. So the film is uh, just an absolute classic on the waterfront. I love the movie. I think it's just an incredible, incredible film. Um, in the film... Terry ends up having kind of this heroic end and he, as he walks off of the the docks and everything in the in the adaptation the way that uh that uh what's the screenwriter's name it's Schulberg what's his name something Schulberg I'm totally blanking on his name oh bud bud bud, bud, bud. of course bud Schulberg he um changed the novelization to end with a much darker ending where Terry in fact gets stabbed 27 times with an ice pick and that get <laughs> gets dumped into a barrel of lime and left in the Jersey swamps. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Take that, Kazan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, wow. there's a there's a little body hiding going on in that particular example, which, again, you can only find in the novelization, but still. You know, I Second looked, pick. I actually went down that uh, that road heavily. In my research. Body hiding? Well, the Breaking Bad thing. Like, is Breaking Bad really the only place where they dissolve a body in an acid in the bathtub? I was looking for it. Can you do it in the the oil drum and the plastic bin? Like, all of that. It's... I I couldn't find any other movies that do that. I have two that I'll tell you Uh, later. Curse you. Well, the one that is an extraordinary cheat uh, for me already is uh, one that we've talked about before on the show, and that is... RoboCop. Wait, hear me out. (laughs) I know what you're saying. At the end, what's his name? The guy with the funny facial hair is driving the car and RoboCop says stop and shoots him in the he's in the truck and he goes into what does he drive into? A giant barrel (laughs) or vat of toxic waste. And he crashes into it and it, it fills up the truck. It's just a big it's a really big barrel. Looks like a barrel. 
It's made of metal, though, and it's what we would call a tank. But I'm going to call it a barrel. <laughs> and and how is he hiding in it? Well, he's not hiding. He's melting in he's, it. Oh, okay. okay. He's melting from about We didn't talk about that on the show. What? We haven't talked about Robocop? 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 No. We've never talked about Robocop? <laughs> no. Wow, that's great. Good for well, I'd me. I'd be happy to. <laughs> Maybe that's we've just right. mentioned it so many times. How long have we been doing this show? I don't even feel like we've mentioned it that many times. I'm like... <laughs> that's that's lunacy, man. Of course we've talked about Robocop. Welcome to this multiverse where you haven't talked about it on the show. <laughs> I'm, checking, I'm the searching the, searching the database. Robo. What series would that have been in? You didn't do a Verhoeven series. You didn't do a. We've been talking about doing yeah. a Verhoeven yeah. series, but it has not. Uh, you didn't do a Peter Weller series. You didn't do robotic policeman series. I'm trying Note to think. Note to self: Get in. RoboCop yeah. on the list. <laughs> robotic. The robotic policeman oh, I series. Feel even better now that I have RoboCop <laughs> on my list. RoboCop and the Excellent. giant knot barrel of guy not hiding in it, but he still dies. <laughs> Okay, well. All right. Steve, final pick. Since Pete just went off over there, I, I don't feel as bad. Because I had somewhere, I'm like, well, that's sort of stretching it. But this one, I, okay, I'm I'm fine. And it's the first thing that came to mind. And I'm like, well, it's not really a barrel. She's not really hiding, but somebody's trying to find Marion Ravenwood when she's in a basket. And so she's squished into something small and cylindrical so raiders of the lost ark you say basket i say barrel basket barrel <laughs> you <laughs> say tanker i say basket barrel <laughs> yep exactly yeah. uh, nice nice all right well for my final pick i'm thrilled that i get to uh, bring this up i've i know i've used this in the past on some list although I, i'll wait until pete finally gets the all the lists put together to figure out when i used this movie before but I am a I'm a big fan of the Flint films. I think that they're very fun parodies of the James Bond movies, and I love that Austin Powers chose to even continue its parody of spy movies by also including a parody of a parody. I, I think that was just really clever. Our Man Flint, I think, is just a hoot of a film, if I may use the term. <laughs> And it's it's just so much fun and so silly, and it's about Derek Flint, uh, played uh, just perfectly by James Coburn, and who who's an agent of Zowie. And uh, in this particular film, all of his lovely ladies, he's got a whole slew of uh, just kind of bombshells that he's always hanging out with. They get kidnapped and he has to break into the enemies. Uh, they get for some reason, I can't even remember at this point, but they, he has to break in to rescue them. And how does he get them all out? Technically, it's kind of like big, you know, drums of, of chemicals and stuff, but it's essentially is barrels and it's essentially like exactly the hobbit escape where they all hop into these big barrels and they uh go floating out into the ocean and a warship picks them all up as the enemy's volcano island uh you know sinks or whatever so um that is my final pick our man flint well that's a that's good a pick. pick i can't find where you've where you've picked it i got nothing i know i feel like i have and I, I don't know maybe maybe it's just in my head but i feel no, like I've used do you remember that. that time we did robocop on the show though <laughs> 
<laughs> right? <laughs> we're, we're talking from the yeah. same multiverse, yeah. clearly. Oh, um, oh, that's oh, that movie is so much fun. I haven't seen that in forever. So oh, yes. The two that and in in like Flint yes. is just that would be a fun, just a goofy series yes. to do because they are just such fun movies. Uh, I thought I was being cheeky. That's my third pick is kind of a throwaway. I thought I was being cheeky when I uh, we talked about them saying you can't do the Hobbit, the whatever it was, Hobbit. And then I so I put Desolation of Smog on my list. And since Toy Story was taken, that's what I have left. So uh, Desolation of Smog. You know, can I just give you yeah. a, a, an sure. escape? Maybe you should do the animated Hobbit. <gasps> oh, no, I was no, no, that's great. I'm like, that's an obvious, an obvious yep. escape from, from the thing. No, I'm going to take that one. That was not version. even, hey, I'm going to take it and own it as if it was my own. Hello, baby <laughs> animated go. Hobbit. I will raise you and care for you forever. There you go. There you go. Well, I just have to say there's so so other examples you had asked of people getting dipped into yes. uh, into barrels of toxic chemicals to be killed. And two of them immediately came to mind, one of which was on my backup list. And it is, of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Because, oh, yeah, um, yeah. There, yeah. of course, there's a the giant dip. thing yeah, of yeah. The dip. dip, but he brings in a smaller You're barrel right. of it into the bar when he's doing it yeah. there. And the other one, and I'm going to have to look it up uh, while we're going because I cannot for the life of me remember the t- – oh, it's Wild Things. No, it wasn't Wild Things or was it Wild Things? No, it was with Nev Campbell though. And it was a Nev Campbell movie, of course. It was Woody Harrelson. Oh, what was this movie? What? I have to go look now. Uh, yeah, uh, or maybe it was not Nev Campbell, but it was Woody Harrelson for sure in the late 90s. Palmetto. The late nineties, yeah, that's that it explains was Elizabeth it. Shue. Elizabeth Shue, yes, this is that's why, why no one remembers it. This was this strange movie that totally had the same Woody Allen thing, or Woody Allen. Uh, I don't know where that came wow. from. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I, apparently, I just wanted to put Woody Allen in some dip. Um, where they have them tied up, and they're going to lower them into. <laughs> like a barrel of of acid and i'm like i it, it just it was so absurd i was just laughing so hard when i saw that so um anyway palmetto yeah i, I saw I that have movie. definitely seen it i know i've saw it because of the aforementioned crush on nev campbell i do not remember any of what you're talking about it's like it's a different movie well that's because no one remembers anything about i was palmetto. like who <laughs> directed by volker schlondorf and yeah, volker oh. schlondorf who's done much more prominent films what, like the tin drum right what? i don't know what he's doing with this film Woody Harrelson, Elizabeth Shue, Michael Rappaport. What? I remember it, but I... Yeah, Gina see, Gershon. Maybe that's oh, what I was thinking maybe. of. I, I, I saw know. it, but yeah. Okay, good talk. So next week, we are looking at the film In Darkness, the next in our Agnieszka Holland series. And, oh, let's see. It's a Holocaust film. Um, it is very Schindler's List-esque, where you have a person who has a group of Jews that he is now trying to save and he's a sewer worker. And of course, where does he keep them in the sewers? So it's a dark film, a lot of sewer stuff. I I feel like sewers needs to be a natural thing on the list. Do any of them hide in barrels to float out through the sewer system? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe they should have, maybe they should have. Uh, So let's see. Um, uh, so yeah. sewer escape sewers clearly well there is, is it just, it just sewers? i just think films in, All right, sewers. films in sewers that's better oh i've already got movies that's good is one of them um, robocopy is one of them robocop <laughs> shut up steve <laughs> 
Uh, okay, oh, yes. Yeah, so we see, have we've that. Got, we have. Um, uh, we could just do Holocaust movies, but that seems awful, awfully. Uh, yeah, dark. it's dark, and we've spent uh, we spent weeks now talking about Holocaust movies. We have um, interesting pets. Yeah, the girl. Well, she has her, ra- her some, rats. Some sewer yeah. rats to be be her pets, basically. Interesting so, pets. I could go with that. Uh, let's see what else. What else? There's um, there is a lot of infidelity. There is uh, what else? The, what there else do we have? We've got and there's there's like weird uh, public infidelity. What about floodings? All right, because that sewer seriously gets flooded great, during great that rainstorm. Great floods. So, yeah. so sewers, yeah. yes. sewer rats, and floods. Well, <laughs> well, I know it's not sewer. I know it's not sewer rats, but everything comes back to the sewers in this. Whether it's the sewers, yeah. the rat, or well, the flood, but okay, we'll just say, Steve, you spend an well, awful lot of time in the sewers. Good, okay. Fourteen months in the sewers, you get it's just sex, rats, okay. and flooding. That's all it is. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty much true. Pretty much true. Okay. Awesome. That's what is that? How you're putting it? Right, flood, well, that, just floods I, or flood? What are you writing? I was just going to write cinematic, cinematic floods. floods. Oh, cinematic oh, nice. floods. Is that too big? No, I want it bold, bold, Andy. I want it bold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bigger floods. All right. Well, I'm sure we can get some Ten Commandments in there. Outstanding. So there you go. You know, if if you want to vote, then you uh, need to jump into our Discord chat group. To Discord is a free app. You can just uh, go to our website and you can get over to discord through that and you can start jumping into conversations with people about the movies that we talk about on the show and movies in general we also have the marvel movie minute they've got their own channel it's just a lot of movie conversation if you do want to vote you do need to become a patreon member and uh, that gets you access to the channels where you can actually cast your votes in these polls and how pete would they learn more about becoming a patreon supporter well, that's an incredible question, Andy, and very timely. No, I only ask incredible questions. This is the segment of the show when we're supposed to talk about that, after all. And I will tell you that all they need to do is go over to uh, patreon.com slash the next reel or the next reel.com slash Patreon, and you can join us for a few bucks a month. You can uh, know that you're supporting the show, you're supporting us doing this show, and uh, you get access to perks like watching live recordings of many of our shows. You can watch a lot of nonsense that gets cut out of the main shows once you hear them in the feed. Because we screw up a lot, and that's worth hard dollars, cold <laughs> dollars right there. Uh, and uh, you get uh, you get to join the very special members community uh, in Discord. So there's the public stuff that you can get to. Absolutely, you're invited. But then you get even more stuff if you join Discord by way of becoming a patron. We encourage you to do that. And I have to say, by way of segue, Steve, before you talk about merch, we have a new product coming. We do. And I, I wanted you to I wanted you be, to be the first to know. I wanted to be able to tell you live so the, so, what our so new that, product is. So that soon when people go to thenextreel.com slash merch, there will be something new yeah. and exciting for them to purchase to put on their bodies or their gear or their domicile. You, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to share my screen so that you can see it and we can record a live reaction. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What do you think? 
What do you think? I, I think that. I want a patient zero one of those. <laughs> oh, yes. These are face masks, non-medical fabric masks made from pleated polyester. Oh, they can say the next reel. They can say Marvel Movie Minute. But most importantly, they can say patient zero. <laughs> it's like it's like COVID-19 happened for yes. us. And that's horrible, awesome. but it is true. Non-medical face mask, and actually, they are, the the masks themselves are non-medical, but they have a liner insert, so you can include a filter. And uh, that uh, you know, T Public is going to support the medical community by donating one FDA approved medical grade surgical mask for every one mask sold to us. Oh, to to Joe Nobody. Oh, I'm getting one, and I, but I have to ask: Is this the equivalent of shouting fire in a crowded theater by like walking into the grocery <laughs> store with an "I am patient zero <laughs> mask on? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's quite the same. Instead, you might get beaten to well, death. Well, I'll, I'll have to report back after I get Take mine the risk. because. I can't say no to that. Oh, Um, unfortunately, the only news that I have about launch date is that they have been working around the clock, they say, to add these as quickly as possible and stock up so that they can begin to sell them and print them. I imagine that a lot of groups are excited about putting their logo on these masks. So when they go when they come out, they're going to be um they're going to go they fast. Are. So uh, be aware of that. But we're very excited to be able to offer and wear our own uh, COVID-19 non-medical grade <laughs> face masks coming very, very soon. So much fun. Well, thank you all so much for joining us uh, on this week's Saturday Matinee Show. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And that's it. So have a great week. Stay safe. Stay indoors. And we'll talk to you more next week. Thanks, everybody. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.